Hello and welcome back for another episode of the Newbie Dentist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Omid Azami. In this week's episode, I sat down with U.S. Army veteran, host of the Big Things Done podcast, founder of Dental App Services, triathlete, and dental student at the University of Minnesota, Andrew Glover. Andrew talks about his unconventional journey into dental school, and we spend a lot of time talking about some of the topics that I've become super passionate about over the past few years. Entrepreneurship, habits and routines, and triathlons, amongst others. Andrew hosts the Big Things Done podcast where he talks about leadership and accountability and discipline. He's got one hell of a podcast voice and really puts my mumbling and stuttering self to shame. As always, I just want to thank all you listeners out there. The podcast has been exploding in popularity over the past few months with a global audience, and I'm very excited to announce some upcoming sponsors for the show, which will really help improve the quality, value, and frequency of the podcast that I can deliver to you guys. A lot of great guests, interviews lined up over the next few months, so I'm really excited about the direction of the podcast is heading, and it really comes down to you guys listening and supporting the show, so again, I just want to thank everyone. If you have friends, classmates, and colleagues who you think will get value from these interviews, please be sure to pass them along. If you're a long-time listener, I just want to thank you, and if you could, if you got some spare time, head over to iTunes uh, in the podcast app on your iPhone and leave a review and rate the show. It really does help us improve in the rankings and ex- uh, increase exposure. Without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this interview with Andrew Glover. Hello, and welcome to the Newbie Dentist Podcast, the safe place for newbie dentists to connect, collaborate, learn, and grow. The Newbie Dentist Podcast aims to provide high-quality and high-value content for all the newbie dentists out there. With your host, Dr. Omer Azami. So I'm here with uh, Andrew Glover, who's uh, just entered his third year at the University of Minnesota Dental School. Um, Andrew and I kind of uh, connected over Instagram, where he's doing a lot of cool things. Uh, He's got his own podcast called The Big Things Done. And uh, he's also started a new service for the dental app services for, you know, pre-dents trying to get into dentistry and kind of helping them out with their application process. On top of all that, he's also, you know, training to do a triathlon. And that's something that we kind of connected over as well. I didn't do like a full triathlon like he did, but I uh, did my first sprint uh, triathlon a few weeks ago. And I'm still kind of feeling the after effects a little bit as as I get a bit older now. But um, it's fun to do. And I think it's something that I want to kind of try and get into a little bit. So we'll talk about that as well. So Andrew, thanks a lot for uh, coming on the podcast. I'm excited to kind of talk to you and uh, dive into these topics. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. So with this podcast, normally I kind of start off with a bit of an origin story. So if you can just take me back a little bit, like where you're from, uh, where you grew up uh, and where you decided to get into dentistry. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I originally am from um, the Minnesota area, and uh, I have a little bit more of a non-traditional path into dentistry. Uh, So uh, I went to the Air Force Academy and for my undergrad, graduated in 2012. And originally around that time, I actually wanted to go to medical school. That was like my dream. My dad's a doctor. My mom's a nurse. Yeah. And um, to make a long story short, I I didn't get into medical school right out of the academy because my MCAT score wasn't great and my my application just really wasn't that strong. Kind of screwed around. Probably didn't wasn't as focused as I should have been, right? Yeah. Um, so I went active duty, served in the military and the Air Force for five years, had a great time, learned okay, a nice. lot uh, about leadership and uh, had a lot of really cool experiences. Um, but all during that time, like I wanted to get back into healthcare because at the end of the day, for me, taking care of people was how I went to bed at night feeling fulfilled. And so um, with that, I looked into going back into med school, actually took the MCAT one more time while I was on active duty, got the lowest score possible, (laughs) 
um, or, or pretty close to it. Uh, just, you know, didn't do very well, wasn't focused. And, yeah. um, but eventually got turned on to dentistry in, from a career perspective, just because not only are you taking care of people, but the, the entrepreneurial opportunities, the flexibility that you can have as a general dentist. Absolutely. So, yeah. it, it's amazing. And I know you talk about that a lot in your show, which is awesome. Uh, that really drew me to dentistry. So ended up uh, really putting my, no- my nose to the grindstone, started applying, uh, got into the University of Minnesota, which is originally where I'm from. It's where my parents live now. So been yeah. coming back home. And, uh, and so now I'm here in dental school. And uh, it's, been, it's been an awesome ride uh, just to, to kind of go from the military, working full-time, active duty, to being a completely different world as a student. Um, and so I think because of that, uh, that change, right? Some of the, the leadership aspect of the military have kind of missed a little bit. And so that's what yeah. it kind of inspired me to start the podcast, uh, which I know we'll dive into, yeah. um, as well as kind of the entrepreneurial side of things too, with dental application services and just trying to kind of give back. That's awesome, man. So what's, so after you did your undergrad, you had five years in between like, you know, finishing like undergrad and starting, was it tough to kind of get back into the academic side of things and that yeah. going back after like working for, for a period of time? It was, it really was. And, and I think the biggest thing wasn't necessarily the learning. Cause I'm a pretty, I'm relatively disciplined when it comes to learning, but it was the fact that when you're done with school for the day, you're actually just starting yeah. <laughs> the rest of the day in the evening. So I don't have, I didn't have those evenings to go and do long bike rides and train for, for a race or something like I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on the weekends I was busy studying for exams instead of going off with my, my wife to go do something or whatnot. So yeah, that was a big transition for sure. Yeah. And, um, I've had, a, I've actually had a lot of like military, uh, people on my podcast, just like, just yeah. through, through like sheer luck, I guess. Are you like, are you doing your dental school through the military as well? Or is this uh, like, so you're kind of like done with your service now? I'm done with my service for now. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm doing it all on my own. Uh, we'll see kind of where the future takes me. I, again, I love leadership. Maybe I'll go back to the reserves at some point, but yeah, for now yeah. it's, uh, it's just doing, doing myself and my thing. Yeah. yeah. The military guys are, uh, the Navy SEAL guys are like doing really well with that leadership space right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they are. Uh, Jocko and uh, David Goggins and all those guys. Love I love guys. Goggins. Man. I just finished his book, like can't hurt me. And that was like, that was like really cool. Phenomenal actually, book. That kind of got me going to like, I should do the triathlon because, uh, I like that it's like little, um, the thing that he has talking about, like re- reaching into the cookie jar. Like if you've like, accomplished these things, you can like, when you're like in a hard place, you like, just like oh, mentally be like, I've done this and like just re- reach into the cookie jar for some motivation and stuff. So that stuff's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Love those guys. So you're, uh, tell me a little bit about the dental school side of things. You know, obviously in the US, same as Canada, same as Australia, a lot of corporate dentistry when you graduate, a lot of student loans, a lot of student debt. What's, what are you guys hearing? What are you guys talking about amongst yourselves? Is there any like, angst amongst the students or is everyone kind of pretty confident that like things are going to just go pretty well when you graduate? Uh, tell me a little bit about like the, what the mood is like in the dental schools these days. Yeah. Um, I would say it's a little bit of both to be honest with you. Um, there's definitely a lot of angst, right? The, the cost of going to dental school is rising no matter if you're going to a, a public university or going to a private school, it, it's high and it's only getting higher from what yeah. I've seen and from what I've heard. Um, the, the opportunities for practice though, I think are at least from in our sphere are pretty are pretty prevalent. And so that kind of helps allay some of those fears a little bit. Yeah. Um, I would say at least in, in my class and in, and from my experience, which is obviously very limited, um, there's not a lot of exposure to the, the private setting up a private practice and running a business. Right. Yeah. And I know that I've yeah. talked to a lot of other dental stu- schools who maybe have a better option than or better uh, education than that. And, and some that don't. Um, and so I'd say that is kind of a concern as well. How do I start a business? How do I 
how do I make sure I'm joining a practice that I'm going to jive really well with? And yeah. you know, what do I need to be looking for when I sign a contract? And, and I know those are things you learn. And I know obviously you and, and many other dentists out there, you know, you've, you've lived that. Um, but that's definitely something that we're thinking about right now as, as dental students. Okay. And what about like specializing and stuff? Is that something that people are like really interested in still, or is it just because of the financial side of things is becoming less and less a feasible option to do? I think, it, I think there's still a lot of interest in it. Um, I think it really depends on the school that you go to though, because I'll say at least at the university of Minnesota specialties, they're not looked down upon, but they're definitely not encouraged as much. Okay, and that's been something that's kind of frustrated me a little bit is, uh, I mean, we have all the specialties at the U of M and, yeah. uh, you know, and they're great programs, but we don't, we're basically only focused on general dentistry and obviously certainly nothing wrong with that. That's a great, um, that's a great thing to go for. But if you're interested in specializing like I am, you really do have to, uh, take the bull by the horns and do it all on your own. And, yeah. um, and so maybe there's some benefit to that, but yeah, I, I think there's a lot of interest in specializing. I think some schools maybe do it better than others. And what would, what, what do you want to specialize in? Well, so actually, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of credit here as I've been listening to your podcast and following some of the, uh, the social media folks, uh, Perio is actually Perio kind of what I'm interested cool. in. Yeah. yeah. That, so yeah, the had, interview, uh, Dr. Dr. Phil, Phil Warren, uh, he's, he's, he's doing crazy things. So that's awesome. Um, oh, yeah. I think, yeah, Perio is a good future. I think obviously like implants are a big thing. Uh, the soft tissue stuff is like important for me. Like I, I wish I kind of knew more I, when I was going through dental school, I thought Perio was just like doing like, like scaling a route to Brian Min. I'm like, I don't want to like, do that all day. <laughs> it's like I find, even like now, I, I think I, I still thought that truly. And then he's like, no, we have like hygienists like do that anyways. So like Sam, right. like, you know, and then you did just focus on the surgical side of things, which is kind of cool. So yeah, I think Perio is not, not a bad option at all. So you, you, would you like, cause I know in, like in Canada and in Australia and stuff, for example, when you finish dental school, you got to work for a few years before you can actually apply, like be eligible to apply. Yeah. Um, whereas I know in the U S I, I have friends of mine that actually did dental school in Canada and went straight to the U S after graduating and just like straight into the residency programs. So is that what you're hoping to do? Just go straight through or. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, I think there's definitely a lot of benefit to, to working before you go to a specialty. Um, yeah. I've had a lot of conversations, but yeah, ideally it would be going straight to a specialty. I've, I've worked and done things outside of dentistry. I'm ready to just achieve my dream and, uh, yeah. and get on the path and go. And it's interesting because you're such a, you know, entrepreneurial minded like that you would go to a specialty. I wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have picked that. Cause you, yeah, well, you want to get a general practice and just like hire a periodontist, but. <laughs> right. Well, you know, and so it's interesting because I see, and I mean, obviously as a dental student, right. Very limited understanding of, of dentistry as a whole, but I see Perio as just a, an entrepreneurial rich opportunity because Perio is kind of, it's it, from my perspective, it's one of these specialties that is morphing and changing because obviously there's general dentists who are placing implants and yeah. you know, there's many things that Perio used to be only known for that many other people are starting to pick up. And so it's forced Perio really to, to, to kind of clamp down and figure out what their niche is, yeah. you know, whether that's a different practice model or doing same day implants or anything like that. And I think that's an awesome opportunity. I want to be a part of something like that. I like so I like that's, I like that's maybe the entrepreneurial it. side of me for there. Yeah. I like that you've actually like you've thought about that and uh, it's, it's playing a role in your decision. So tell me a little bit about your podcast, uh, big things done podcast. When did you start that? Like, why did you start that and uh, how that's going for you? Yeah. So I started the big things done podcast, uh, back in April of 2018. So just over a year ago. Yeah. Um, and it's been awesome. It, I've been learning a lot as I go. Um, as I know you are, you have yeah. been as well, right? Um, it's, uh, the reason I started it was because I felt a very big gap in my, in my life when I went to school, because in school, 
you're only focused on yourself. You're only focused on getting to class, getting the grades you need, and that's it. Um, now, I'm the class president of my, my oh, dental nice. school class, right? So I do, I do a lot of leadership stuff as well, but I wanted to continue to, to provide the leadership experiences just that I've learned uh, to other people and to try to build into other people because what I've learned, I've found is, is very unique just in my experiences. And yeah. I wanted to share that with, with other people as well. So uh, primarily, I focus on, on personal development and uh, and leadership as well. So it's it's all about building the best personal life that you can to set yourself up for success. Uh, it's about learning how to solve problems because a lot of times we don't learn actually just how to approach a situation and, and try to come up with a good solution. We like to blame other people or whatnot. So I like to yeah. really talk about how do we solve problems, and then and then obviously the leadership side. I I got to give a lot of credit to Jocko Willink and his yeah. books uh, Extreme Ownership. Right? Yeah, I it's a great book. Please well. subscribe to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, so I try to live that out uh, as class president, but then in my podcast as well, just little snippets here and there about uh, how do we live uh, better lives as leaders personally? How do we um, organize our teams, whether at our workplace or at a charity event? And, and what can we do personally really to just make ourselves max out our full potential, which is how I define success. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about the, uh, the personal side of things first. Uh, that's something that I'm really interested in as well, but I'm really big into all these like self-help books and trying to get my like morning routines and, and yeah. all these things down. Something that I'm working on, you know, I've, I've yeah, I just read, uh, it's called the 5am club, uh, Robin Sharma just uh, mm-hmm. wrote it. I'm not waking up at five quite yet, but I'm waking <laughs> up early. I'm waking up earlier now, like on my work days and I'm like, uh, started like journaling and like meditating and stuff like nice. headspace and obviously like exercise and stuff. Like I've always done that anyways, but I haven't done like that mental side or visualization side or like journal yeah. side of things often. And it's been cool. I've only, I'm only like maybe eight or nine days in now. And, you know, Robin Sharma talks about in that book, like, you know, 66 days, like three months roughly to like ingrain a habit to make it exactly. like an automatic kind of thing. So tell me a little bit about what you've kind of learned or what you're actually like putting into practice for yourself. Yeah. Well, uh, you hit it right on the head. I, my morning routine is probably the foundation for everything I do. Um, and, and so I, I wake up at four 45 every morning and that's, that's not like a magic time. Like, I don't think there is no magic time you have to wake up. Um, yeah. but there is a, there, you have to approach your morning with a mindset of you need enough time to get yourself ready for the rest of the day. And so that's how I like to approach it. So for me, I need about two hours, uh, from when I wake up before I head out the door to school. So I'm ready to go. Um, and so what I focus on is uh, I do kind of a devotional. Uh, so it's, it's a little bit of spiritual, but it's also just mentally focusing and centering on what is really important in my life, making sure that that's grounded. Um, I also uh, then focus on getting a quick win. For me, that's really important. So that might be checking email, that might be uh, filling out or paying off the credit card or you know just something small, but something that gets my mind going and, it, and is a quick checkbox that I can I like take. It. Yeah. So for me, that's important. Um, And then what I've really found over the past couple of months, especially with training um, is nutrients, right? Just getting the right nutrients in right away. I I have to drink at least one and a half water bottles uh, of water just to kind of replenish myself, get things going. I take some vitamins as well. Nothing fancy, nothing crazy, but um, just getting that good solid nutrition in in the morning. um, Those are kind of the big things that I like to focus on. Uh, It takes me about two hours to do and I'm ready to roll. Yeah. And then you're pretty good for like, well, what time do you go to bed then normally? I feel like that's uh, like so, the one side that people don't talk about. It's like everyone's yeah. waking up at five, but like what time do you go to bed? Yeah. So anywhere between nine 30 and 10 typically okay, is that's where I, that, that, that's what I shoot for. Yeah. So I'm definitely enough, not uh, enough time to study. Like if you get home from school, like at five or six, you got a few hours and then. Yeah. Well, I do. And I think the reason for that is because kind of the next thing I would say from a personal perspective is I manage my time like no other. Um, I am extremely strict on how much time I'm spending and, and cutting out the waste. You know, I'm studying flashcards on the train 
on my way to school, right? I'm, um, you know, my lunch break, uh, my wife and I, we meal prep, I might eat for 15 minutes and I'm studying the rest of the time. And I'm trying to use every ounce of my time so that, uh, you know, I can go to bed at 10 and have the, that six and a half hours of sleep that I need. So, um, you know, I carry a little notebook with me. Um, yeah. I, I made them for my podcast as well. And, and I've, I keep all my tasks there. I track them. And I think that's really important because um, as class president, I've got a lot of stuff that people tell me, you know, hey, could you go do this? Could you do that? And I've got to keep it all, you know, keep track of it all, yeah. prioritize and execute. And so um, that's, uh, that's, that's the model I live by. I love it. And uh, how about the leadership side of things? Um, tell me like what you've learned from the military and kind of what you, how you're applying that to your like, day-to-day like, work and uh, as a class pres. Yeah. Well, I think um, from, a, from a class president perspective, servant leadership is the absolute key um, and, and has really been something that I learned kind of the hard way in the military and is the way that I've been able to help my classmates. So yeah. um, as a class president, I have to put aside what I want to go do, what my what my desires are to help my classmates. If they're going through a tough time, um, if I need to go and talk with an instructor because one student wants the lectures recorded in a different way, uh, for me, like my mindset is that's my job. And so I'm going to go do that. And so um, I kind of have to put aside and check the ego of what I want to do and make sure that my focus is entirely on making my classmates successful, uh, which I think is the the job of a leader in any organization. You have to be going into any sort of job or leadership position with the sole intent of making the people under you or people with you successful. And if yeah. you do that, like literally they will bend over backwards for you. Cause I, I learned that in the military, that if you, if you show them that you care about them and you're making the best schedules for them, you're getting them the resources, they will literally do anything for you That's awesome. because they know that you care about them. Mm-hmm. I like it. So how's that? So what are you hoping to do in the leadership side of things? Um, would you ever consider like getting into like some organized dentistry, like working with the ADA, for example, or like affecting policy and things, or maybe like that's down the road. Like once you've kind of made your money uh, doing your specialty and everything and <laughs> yeah. okay, let me, let me give back now to the profession a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think uh, that's definitely something I'm, it's on my radar down the road for sure. Um, I definitely want to get myself established as well. I'm also yeah. a huge believer in making change in, in the local community, which is, I think, and from my experience here in St. Paul, Minnesota, where I live, like that's really where, change happens. Um, you know, not to get political or anything, but you know, there's a political process for things happening and that might be slow. That might be maybe not what we want, but I know that with the right resources and the right team, I can make a lot of good in the local community where I'm at. And and that's really my main focus. Um, as I, as I'm a dentist, have a practice in a, in a, uh, in a local community, I want to be the person, a beacon in that community uh, giving back, whether that's in little league or a women's shelter or, or, you know, whatever that is, that's, that's really my main goal. That's awesome, man. Uh, you sound like a politician. So I think you might have a good, <laughs> good future, good future in that route as well. <laughs> oh, well, I, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> okay. So tell me uh, about the triathlon. Like I, I am, I'm very impressed by you. I mean, I, when I was in dental, dental school, I was just barely trying to get up in time and go head to class and like kind of stay afloat. Whereas you got a podcast, you're, you know, you're class president, you got, you're, doing all these entrepreneurial things with the dental app services, which, which I'll talk about in a second. Yeah. Um, how are you finding time to like actually get up and go swim like three kilometers or go for a hundred kilometer bike ride amongst all this uh, going on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also wanted to hear about your try too, because uh, I'm super pumped that uh, that's how kind of we connected. That's, that's yeah. super awesome. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I manage my time really well. I have a diligent schedule that I keep and, and I know when I'm going to go work out. I plan my workouts ahead of time. I use uh, Training Peaks. It's a web app that you can use that oh, nice. I, I plan everything in advance. Yeah. yeah I think um, there is a free version. I, there's also a subscription version that you can have as well, but yeah. uh, it's a very, very easy way just to track your workouts um, mm-hmm. and build your workouts in every week. So I use that. Um, time management. It really comes down to that. And if you want it, you'll make it happen. And, uh, you know, and that does come with some sacrifice. Like I'm not going to the bars with the boys on Friday night. I'm, I'm swimming and then I'm going to study because I've got yeah. a long bike that next day. So it, it's definitely a, a deliberate choice that I make and it helps that my wife uh, also does it too. Okay, so there's I was a little... ask that too. So it's good. They, does yeah. she go to bed at nine as well? Or like, how's that work she out? Yes. Yeah, okay. she does. We're, we're, we're on a very similar schedule. Okay. Um, and, and that really good, helps. They found a good yeah. partner. Then that's great. I did. Yeah. I, um, yeah, way out of my league for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, Is she in dental school with you or she she's not? No, she's okay. a CPA. And so okay. she, yeah, she has a very busy life as well. And you know, we kind of see each other off at seven 30 yeah. and then we'll, uh, we'll maybe see each other again at six at night. So, um, yeah, it's, it works out really well. It's so helpful to have somebody who, you know, just like-minded and whether it's a spouse or maybe it's another friend, there's a couple friends I have in dental school who, um, have similar interests and we just, we happen to hang around each other a lot and we inspire and encourage each other. That's so, the best thing. I'm all, I'm all, I mean, I think it's Mark Costas always says, I was like, you're the, and it's not his originally, but like you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most. And I'm like a huge believer in yes. that. So if you're around like positive people, uh, they don't even necessarily have to be entrepreneurial, but if they're like positive and like send out like encouraging vibes and stuff that's always that like, goes a long way versus uh like negative people just like oh you can't do that or you can't accomplish that oh you're uh, totally right that's yeah. not helpful at all okay so the triathlon yeah for me you know I, in dental school i did like a marathon with like one of my good friends uh who's in dental school with me uh that was like five years ago and i was like <laughs> i was like okay, i'll do one and i'll do another one because i was 25 at the time so i was like i'll do another one when i turn 50 so now i was like i turned 30 and i was like man am i still like fit am i can i still like <laughs> things like i was totally like active like working out and stuff at the gym but i was just getting bored i didn't have like a and i'm, I'm very like goal orientated if i didn't have like a goal i'm just kind of floating along just like like what's sure. the point of me working on apart from just trying to like put off like being uh miserable and old <laughs> so I, I started yeah i started training for it it was like five week decision i, I had a five weeks before the race and i got i took like swimming lessons when i was a kid but i never i hadn't swam since like i was like maybe like in grade four or five or something right on. um so i went to the pool and I, I couldn't do a one lap the first time. Like, the, first, like the breathing is messed up. You're like panicking in the water. And luckily, like my friend who did the marathon with me, he's done. Uh, he's done a full Ironman, so he's he's like pretty. Uh, he knows his stuff. So he came with me to the pool and he's like, "Okay, do this, this, and this." And then surely, like over the next few weeks, like kind of things calmed down a little bit to the point where I was like, "Okay, I'm not gonna drown out there in the ocean when I go." So, uh, nice. Did you swim was, in the ocean? It was op- open water. That was like probably the scariest thing I've ever done. So I was a. Uh, it was pretty sad. I, I didn't like by any means like have a good time or anything, especially in the water. I think it was like probably the last one out the uh, out the water. So I, I was like in the first cohort just by luck. So I'm swimming, like I get hit the first time as everyone goes by. Yep. So I'm like kind of like, and then there's like a moment of calm. I'm like, okay, it's fine. And then the next wave of people goes by me, and I get hit in the face and like everything again. So I think it was about like four waves of like people <laughs> that like hit me in the face as they went through until until I got out of the water. But, but yeah, once you hit land, you're like, okay, I, I won't die at least. I'll just Kind of finished the race now so there you go yeah that's great so tell me about dental app services that's something that you started off recently trying to help out like you said it's all about community and giving back so i think this is another cool thing that you're kind of doing with the same with the same theme there how's that working out are you how are you approaching students how are you kind of getting clients for this yeah well so like i mentioned in the beginning like i had a very non-traditional uh path to dental school and 
I had no idea what I was doing when I applied as many people, you know, are, are in a similar boat as well. Um, and so I just wanted to help give back, especially to a couple people who I had kind of known just from social media, who I was ch- talking with, um, who were in a similar boat. They had, you know, multiple years separated from school, wanted to get back into dental school and they had trouble specifically trying to figure out how do they package all the things that they've done and, and who they are, especially out of school. How do they package that into an application that, is appealing. And so I, I came alongside and said, Hey, well, I think I can help you because I had to do the exact same thing. Um, so that started to grow. And, uh, and so I put a, I kind of put a way called a gig on fiverr.com and uh, that's where all my stuff is right now. It's super easy to uh, log on there and you can find me, uh, dental application services. And, um, and it's been amazing just over the past couple months, how it's blown up because, I get people from literally all over the world who, and none of them are traditional applicants. They're all non-traditional. And I get to listen to their story and put together an application, just find their strengths and find the great things about them and help them kind of map out how they fit into dentistry. And it's a really cool puzzle. And I like doing it. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. How, so how that's are they, how are they finding you? Like how do, cause like fiverr.com, like, just something that I've even just recently found and I was like, I was just trying to like figure out something like I can find someone to like edit the podcast for me because it's becoming like exceedingly time consuming as I'm sure you are. Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. I was like, this is a great resource, fiverr.com. So I, how are people just like coming on there and like, how are they finding you? Um, so honestly, I haven't really done any marketing for this. Um, yeah. I'm kind of on, because I want to make sure I don't get overwhelmed, but yeah. Yeah, honestly, people are on Fiverr and just are searching for it. If you go on to Google and you search like dental application, uh, editors or personal statement editors, Fiverr will be somewhere on the first or second page. So typically I get found that way. Um, and then I've started on social media as well, dental app services. And I've had yeah. a couple clients uh, link up with me, link up with me there. So I had a client or not even a client. It was a gal. Uh, she messaged me a couple days ago. Uh, we've been messaging actually back and forth just on basic you know, application stuff. And she was really struggling with, you know, feeling like she wasn't ready for to take her DAT in a couple of weeks. And I was able just to go on there and Hey, here's some, maybe just a couple of quick things that you can do to help get you back into the rhythm, get you some more confidence. And that was just, that was so rewarding to me because I remembered the feeling exactly that yeah. she was going through and being able to help that way is awesome. That's so cool, man. I, I'm very, I, I'm very impressed. <laughs> you're one of those guys that you make, you're like, you know, you think in your own life, you're like doing okay, like with your, where you are, be like, oh man, it's kind of, there's like a next level where you can kind of take things with like dis- discipline and uh, time management. Like you said, I think um, I definitely, I waste a lot of time like looking back on it. So uh, I think yeah. it's, it's cool to kind of get motivated again and, and try and kind of tighten up my schedule a little bit to try and accomplish a little bit more. Heck yeah. So what's the, what's the future for all this stuff with the podcast? What are you hoping to get out of that once you're kind of uh, done school? That's a great question. I'm, I ask myself that every day, actually. Um, <laughs> um, no. So my goal is when I graduate and whether I go to Perio or I'm a general dentist, whatever that might be, um, I want to continue the podcast and I want to grow that business into, into a full on coaching service. And I'm actually, uh, this is the first time it'll be on the air that I've announced it, but I'm, um, I'm actually launching a coaching service with the big things done podcast. So, um, that, yeah, I'm extremely excited and I want to build that up because what I see, at least in America and what I've been exposed to our, our education system is, is lacking in giving people those tools of, of being able to have a solid personal life, solving problems and leading people. And I want to be just that supplemental source for people who, who can get some motivation, who can get some real life instruction that actually works. It's not a gimmick. That's not just some get rich, get rich quick thing. Cause there's a lot of that out there too. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I really want to grow that into. And 
have a place where young kids uh, can come and learn about leadership things, entrepreneurial things, and be inspired to go off and, and whatever that is they want to go do, I want to be the source that helps them do that. That's so cool, man. That's something that I would love to do as well. I've, I've just been trying to figure out ways like how, how you can like approach that and get into it. Obviously, like having your podcast, that's the main niche of it. Um, like my, you know, my podcast is more like just like clinical dentistry. So it doesn't like have a natural segue into like that yeah. type of coaching in terms of like a brand or, or reputation or anything like that. So that's something that do you need any like credentials for coaching? Is there some sort of license or is that something that anyone, as long as you have enough people like just willing to kind of pay for it, you can have like, you can get into that. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one thing that I've been really trying to figure out, right? Um, the answer is really no, anybody can be a coach. You just have to have some sort of, of proof or credentials, whatever those look like. They don't have to be official to, to show that you're, you're somebody. And so a, a podcast, right, where I've got content after content that you can listen to what I believe for, what I stand for. If you vibe with that, that's a way that people, you know, kind of view you as credible. Um, you know, the other thing is my military experience and, and the other leadership things that I'm doing, um, that also lends to credibility as well. It's tough because in that, in that space, right, I'm competing against guys who have their picture next to a Lamborghini, right? And yeah. I don't have that, right? I don't, yeah. I'm not even close to that. I got an F-150. Yeah. Um, and so like, I don't have that, you know, I made a million dollar business, come follow me and I'll teach you how to get rich quick, right? So it's truly an organic type of movement that, or type of coaching that I have to grow just solely from my content and my experience. Uh, and I admit that I'm not perfect. I don't know everything, but I'm going to help you with what I know. But I think, you know, you're onto the right path with this because with the millennials, especially like our generation, I think it's less and less about the Ferraris and the Lamborghinis and more about like personal fulfillment and like just having a well-rounded life, it's like being healthy and happy. And so I think Absolutely. that's something that you can definitely explore and get into. Cause I think, you know, Every, the people with the Ferraris are not necessarily the happy people. And I think that's a wrong, and I know like, you know, in the U S and like Canada as well, a little bit less uh, in Australia, like that capitalistic, like if yeah. I have the Ferrari, then I'm happy. I'm like successful. I think it's becoming less about that. So I think you're onto the right path with that. And I, I think it's definitely, you know, a great thing that you're going to do. And I think you're gonna help a lot of people serve in your career, which is, which is outstanding. Excited to kind of see where you kind of ha- take this thing and kind of grow with it. Thanks. The podcast, I think is, so the podcast is, Normally by yourself, right? Um, you not like normally have guests and things on. Correct. So I've had two interviews so far. Looking for more, so maybe we'll have to get you on uh, in a little bit because I'd like to get your perspective as well. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. It's tough, right? Being a dental student, I I try to do t- two times a month. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Um, I would I would love to have a co-host at some point and uh, try to grow it a little bit, be a little bit more conversational. Um, yeah. But you know, in the meantime, I've also got just a a. Um, web subscription, a newsletter subscription, email that I'm continuing just to put content out as well so that I, I'm not putting a podcast out, at least have some more content to you. Yeah. Um, and then the coaching service too. But yeah, it's definitely going to have to grow into, uh, I would like to get a co-host because I think I'm better on the mic with a conversation like this right now, as yeah. opposed to just talking in it's the mic. It's tough to just talk by yourself for, yeah, when I, even know, I have like a one minute intro and I'm like, just, I feel awkward. Looks like just talking like by myself. So Yeah. I think it's cool that you, I think is your, uh, you must have on your like vision board or your bucket list to kind of get Jocko on the podcast. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. He, yes. <laughs> if that, I would, I would hell have it, hang it all up. If that was, <laughs> if that ever happened, that would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure. I think just put it out there. It'll come to you. I think he'd be, yeah. Uh, he's that. Yeah. His, his voice is just like, I mean, you have a good voice for, uh, I, I have a miserable voice for podcasting. So I'm surprised people actually stick to the podcast and listen to it, but 
Oh, I don't think so. You have a nice, uh, you have a nice uh, deep uh, podcast voice. So I think that's uh, bodes well for your future as well. well I, I appreciate that. that. So you were you were number one on my list, and I think number two is Dr. Mark Costas, and then after that is Jocko. So that's my that's my <laughs> target list. Okay, I'm glad I'm number one on some list. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah my uh, I had like Howard like Howard Friend like who's huge for me. Like when I was in dental school, I, I really wanted to like, get into the practice and worship and stuff. It's been a bit tricky now because I've been just kind of moving back and forth a little bit from Canada and Australia and. And I'm sure we're going to be moving back to Canada like in a few years because my wife's just doing her uh, residency in medicine. So mm-hmm. yeah, Howard Fran was like big there for me because he had the dental, uh, dental town podcast. And then he had this thing called, like, I'm sure, I don't know if you've heard of it. If you haven't definitely check it out, like the 30 day dental MBA. Yes. Oh, I have heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like a little bit dated now because he did it like in the like, late nineties. Right. Which he, I guess he sold as like a VHS set, so, um, <laughs> but he has it all on YouTube and iTunes and stuff. So I listen to that like every day. So I had I reached out to him and he was in uh, he was in Toronto for a conference. So he invited me out to the conference and we went out for, we went out for dinner with his son and like some other dentists and stuff. And then he invited me on his podcast. So that was like that was like a really cool like early like win for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Now Mark Costas would be nice to get on as well. I've been trying to kind of reach out to him a little bit. He's so busy yeah. though. He's got like just like a million things on the go. So it's uh, amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. a stud. So one one last thing I kind of want to ask you a little bit, um, and this is actually f- just for like selfish reasons to kind of like try and see how you approach it. You know, you got a lot of things on the go, right? And everything that you're doing kind of takes some time and commitment. How do you make sure that you're like actually doing hundred percent of each thing and not just kind of like half-assing everything so that like, you know, it's easy to like just dabble in a lot of things and like nothing really goes anywhere. Um, how do you kind of make sure that you're actually everything that you're doing, you have enough resources or bandwidth available to like optimize that? Yeah, that's an awesome question. Uh, something that I've actually been, I struggled with a couple months ago uh, and I actually did a podcast about it. But so I think there's two things for me. Number one is I have to check my attitude. Um, if I'm not getting joy or feeling like I'm putting my 100% effort into, into something, it probably means I'm too busy uh, or I'm just not doing the right thing. And so I have to either pull back or, or not go after something. Um, and, and I've had to check my attitude a couple of times, you know, even with the podcast actually over this past summer. Um, I just wasn't getting a lot of joy out of it. And, and because of that, I don't think the episodes were that great. So um, that, that's kind of a mental check that I have to do yeah. uh, just to make sure that I'm doing the right things. Uh, because if my, if my mind's not there, then, then nothing's going to happen right. Um, the second thing, I mean, it really comes down to, again, is, is making sure you have the, the time to do that properly. I am very, my wife will tell you this, I am very good at squeezing things in when I don't have enough time and then I rush them. And so that's where that task list comes in again and just making sure that whatever I say I'm going to do, I make sure I have enough time. If I don't have enough time, then I need to reschedule my day because I have the power to do that. Right. I mean, like, I don't think I used to not think I had the power to do that and I have to do everything right now. No, you don't. You can schedule things out. You can move things around make sure that you have the right attitude, the right resources for yourself personally, mentally, and then set yourself up for success every day when you plan out your day so that you're giving yourself enough time and focus to be able to do something. That's, that's how I approach it. And is there, has there been a project or a task that you started that you did that attitude check and you're like, that's not for me and kind of stopped doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, this past summer, <laughs> I wanted, I got, I wanted to start roasting coffee um, because <laughs> So it was, so it's weird, right? Um, right around the time that I started to not just have the mental capacity to want to do the podcast, I was like, I want to get into something else. So I started roasting coffee because uh, I'm a big coffee drinker. Yeah. And I, I dove into it for like a week and a half and, and <laughs> loved it, right? Yeah. But then, yeah, it just, it, 
it was not for me. And <laughs> it was around that same time when I started checking, like, you know, this isn't what I want to do. The opportunity for dental application services basically came available. And so if I would have stuck with that, right, if I would have only held on to the coffee thing, I would have probably lost that opportunity with dental application services, but I didn't. And I checked myself, said, okay, I can back off from this. That's okay. I give myself permission to do that. I'm going to go pursue this other thing, give myself enough time and try it out and make sure it works. And, and it's been great. And I absolutely love every second of it. Yeah. The coffee roasting thing, was, was that something just for your own as a hobby or is that something that you were hoping to like start like your own? Is that an entrepreneurial thing as well? Dude, that was an entrepreneurial thing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I had a logo and like I was ready, I was ready to sell it. And I, you know, and so I was, I was researching you know, all the licenses I needed to get. And <laughs> so you're sourcing, coffee. sourcing coffee beans yourself? You like, oh yeah. You bet. Yeah, so like, I was sourcing them and had a bunch of them in my right behind me over here in the studio. And like it was, um, yeah, I was going over to my parents' house and roasting them on their rotisserie grill, right? And like yeah. trying to figure out the temperature profiles. And um, it was fun. I learned a lot, but yeah. I also learned that uh, coffee roasting just isn't the career field for, for Andy Glover. <laughs> and that's <laughs> awesome. So, so, in the space of a week and a half, you went from like thinking about coffee roasting to like actually sourcing coffee beans and roasting them with the logo. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good, I mean, good, and it was, it was summer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was summer break. And uh, so I didn't really have a whole lot else I was doing and <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> and it slowly kind of fizzled out and dental application services took off. And yeah, the sad was, thing is you know, not the sad thing. The funny thing is like literally two weeks ago, I was talking to my best friend. He's a lawyer in Toronto. Uh, he does like corporate law and stuff. And we're saying we should like make a coffee brand. Like it's, there's no like good branded coffee beans, like in Toronto that uh, oh, yeah. people go to. <laughs> that's why they said that. Yeah, so maybe, maybe a, we'll have to contact you for your uh, trade secrets. And absolutely, oh, you can have them. Yeah, <laughs> I've given it up. Yeah, I think that's the entrepreneurial, uh, the dark side of entrepreneurialism is like anything that you, any hobby is a business. Like you can't just do something for yourself just to like get no. out of it. You're like, I, how do I make money off this eventually? <laughs> yeah, my wife absolutely drives my wife absolutely bonkers. Um, yeah, because I'm always that way, right? Always thinking about it. But the cool thing is like giving yourself permission to just try something, right? And just yeah. go out and just see if it works. And, you know, I mean, I had to save up a little bit of money to buy the roaster and buy some beans, but, you know, go out and give it a try and see what happens. I, I love that kind of thinking. I think we need more of that. Yeah. just to, I think that first step is hard and not many people do it, right? Right. But I think what, something that I'm trying to figure out now is like that. Also, that second step is hard. I think once you start something and you get some success, but maybe not the success you hoped for, or it's kind of like slow, like you're not actually getting anywhere. It's tough to like stick it out and like not just like self-sabotage that opportunity and just kind of move like move on with it as well. So I think that's it like is. It's a tricky, tricky component of like entrepreneurialism as well. It is, yeah. And so that was like I struggled with that with the podcast, right? And I'm still kind of trying to get through that now because um like when I started the podcast, I was hoping I would have like a thousand downloads, right? Like right away. I'm sure there's like this, yeah. this amazing nebulous audience who wanted to listen to my stuff. <laughs> and obviously that never happened. Yeah. Um, and it took some mentoring and just some research with, and talking with other podcasters. Like, and it's not until you get to like episode 50 for most podcasts where you actually really start seeing some success. And so that really set my mind, my mindset to know that, hey, you're going to have to stick this out for the long haul if you actually want to say, you know, yes or no, I'm successful. And so I committed to myself saying, I'm going to have to go through 50 episodes before I even reconsider going after, or, you know, changing and doing something else from the podcast, because that's the only marker I know where I can say yes or no, maybe I am successful. That's interesting. I hadn't heard that. I'd, I'd heard that like the average podcast lasts like 30 episodes and like yep, yep. Just quit and move on. Um, but yep. I, hadn't heard, I hadn't heard like that 50 being as like a kind of a threshold into 
like gaining like critical mass or kind of getting to a like a benchmark of success with it. Yeah, at least that's what I've been told. Maybe maybe other people have something different. I'm sure you you have something different, but that's um yeah, that's what I've been told. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going for. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm very impressed, man. I, I'm I'm very happy we connected. I think we have a lot of things in common, and I think I certainly have a lot to learn from you. So I think if you set up the coaching service, I might be uh, client number one for sure. So I like to kind of uh, end things, uh, end these things with a bit of a rapid fire. Um, so we'll kind of get into that if you don't mind. Heck yeah. What is your uh, what's your favorite pizza topping? Oh gosh, uh, it's it's the everything pizza. Most likely meat lovers though. If you got meat lovers or you just have like a garbage pizza, I'm all in. Yeah, I love a good garbage pizza. It's great. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's your uh, favorite like musician or artist or band? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, so I like a lot of different types of music, um, and, and I, I'm a very much I'm very much of like my mood drives my music. Um, if I'm studying, I have like Craig Shakiso. He's a jazz artist, uh, nice. and I absolutely love him. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick just like an all out one, probably George Strait. I'm kind of an old school country music kind of guy sometimes. So yeah, yeah. I that, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. In your triathlon, what's your favorite discipline? Oh, the bike by far. Love the bike. Yeah. Uh, love the run or, or love the bike. The swim is pretty good. Absolutely hate the run. Hate the running. Hate it. Yeah. I think for me, the, I like the run the most. Like I guess my like strongest of the three. Yeah. The swim is never again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess you haven't done too much clinical dentistry yet, but what's like one procedure that you kind of hate doing maybe in preclinic or. Mm. Well, the one in pre in preclinic by far, it's the inlays. That's just for me, I can't seem to understand. Well, I mean, I do pretty well, but like, it's just hard for me to visualize getting the, the divergence right. And you yeah. know, whatever for us, we're trained, uh, you know, like six to 12 degrees of divergence. I don't know what six to 12 <laughs> degrees of divergence looks like on tooth 19, you know, but yeah. Yeah, the inlay probably by far. Hard to measure. Um, what's, uh, if you went in dentistry, what would you be doing? Uh, I would probably either be back in the military or I would be doing some sort of leadership program management consulting. Yeah. Full time. Have you ever thought yeah. about getting to, I have a friend of mine actually in Australia who's, he graduated with me from dental school, but he's kind of over dentistry. Um, so he wants to get into like healthcare consulting and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, how's, have you ever thought about that at all? Like down the line for yourself? Yeah, I've definitely thought about it. Um, I don't honestly know much about it. I haven't explored it a whole lot, but I would absolutely love to do that, whether that's leadership consulting or practice management or even just more uh, policy and public health. That would be something I'd be very interested in. And I guess I'll, I'll make up a new one just for you. What's like your ideal day in terms of like schedule or <laughs> what's like a dream day for you that you like visualize for yourself? Oh, a dream day for me. So I wake up at, the people are going to think I'm crazy. Like I wake up at 5.30. Yeah, I get my cup of coffee, get my get myself mentally ready to go. Um, and then I go out for a long bike ride, probably about two, three hours, um, just out in the countryside uh, with like farms, fields, like nobody out there at all. Come back, uh, take a shower, grab some coffee, grab a, a nice breakfast. Um, and then I'm heading over to the lake and in Minnesota, land of 10,000 lakes. So yeah. we, uh, we got to get, get some lake time in, uh, do a little fishing with probably my brothers and then... Uh, we're going to grab pizza for dinner. Pizza is my absolute favorite. Yeah. Uh, so awesome <laughs> question. Um, and then I'm going to hit up the local microbrewery scene uh, here in St. Paul, which is, nice. I mean, extremely strong. If you come by, I'll, uh, we'll make sure to grab you a drink. Awesome, man. That sounds like a great day. <laughs> yeah. Perfect, Andrew. Thanks a lot for uh, coming on the podcast. Uh, I look forward to kind of following your progress as you go through third year now. But I know it's going to get a little bit hectic and a little bit exciting as you start seeing patients and start doing a little bit more on real life patients. So I think obviously we're going to go from success to success. So it's going to be exciting to see your journey. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. And it's been awesome. So looking forward to seeing your journey as well. Thanks, man. I appreciate it.